This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now, here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning. We've got the full show today from 8 to 11. We are taking your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's get started with some headlines. Well, Seahawks making a bunch of moves on the coaching front. First, they fired Mike Solari, the offensive line coach, uh, promoted Andy Dickerson, who came over with Shane Waldron from the Rams. So you can see they're going with a different style of offensive lineman, you know, because one thing, Mike Solari likes him big and sturdy and all that stuff. I think there'll be a little bit more athleticism in the offensive line coming up next year. Then, of course, uh, they were able to get Sean Deshaies. He comes over as associate head coach. Uh, I kind of worried that maybe from the Seahawks standpoint, you know, he would end up going, you know, with Ed Donatell with Minnesota, but he did not. He's over here with Seattle now. And so, you know, they've got Carl Scott. They got Sean Deshaies. So they have now completed, I think, for the most part, their coaching staff. We'll see if there's going to be any more moves. You never know. But And, of course, uh, they've not officially announced anything. So we're still kind of waiting for that. Super Bowl injury report. Well, Tyler Higby, Rams tight end, goes on injured reserve. And so he's not going to be able to play. Same thing as Joe Noteboom, their uh, best backup uh, tackle. He goes on injured reserve. So he's going to be out for the game. The only thing uh, on the injury report right now is C.J. Azuma, the tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, he's questionable. And, of course, right now he's trying to win the football game and play because if he wins the football game, he's going to pull chili all over himself. You know, five-star chili or one of the chilies from Cincinnati. Uh, we'll see if that ends up happening. And those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, Mr. Clayton. How you feeling this fine Saturday I'm morning, feeling better. Right? Feeling better. Good, good. You're sounding better, too. Well, that's you're good. sounding much. Oh, good. Good deal. But you always sound great, Mr. Clayton, when you're talking football. You, you know, you just was talking offensive line. Yeah. You know, you know, do you think gone are the days of the 290-pound offensive lineman? The what kind of offensive lineman? The 290-pound offensive lineman. Yeah. I mean, again, that's just, it's too small. Because, yeah. again, I mean, you look at the, uh, you know, a lot of the defensive tackles, they're 320, 330. Uh, you know, you still have some, you know, bigger defensive ends. So, yeah, the 290-pounder is too light. Yeah. I was just, uh, you just said say that the Hawks changed their offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. And you said they might do a little, a little more athletic type. Yeah, but, you know, Mike Solari likes those guys 330, 340. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, more road as he likes. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, uh, right. you know, now it's going to be more, you know, three, probably 320, 325, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Well, those, you know, that, I'd say your ideal, is particularly your guards, mm-hmm. your guards should have, should, wouldn't you like your guards at about, between 325, 330, because dealing with some of the interior defensive linemen that mm-hmm. you have to deal with, you, 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 you pretty much want your bulk right in the middle. I, I think the, the tackles should be about, about, three, about 320. Right, right. Because they're dealing with the more athletical guy on the outside. Mm-hmm. As far as dealing with your defensive ends, that are very versatile. So you, you look at the defensive ends today. I mean, my God. I mean, 
those guys are, are, are pretty much four, five, four, six guys on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Going against you know, so your left, your left, your tackles to me have to be the more the more versatile guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got to keep your bulk on the inside because quarterbacks don't like to get get pressure right up in their face. No, they don't. No, I mean you know, if I was just looking for offensive linemen, you know, right now, as far as the draft is concerned, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, like this upcoming draft, I don't think the quarterback crop is going to be as good as it. You've seen in recent years, as what? far as the draft is, yeah, the draft yeah. Is the, yeah, I don't see that coming. So let's talk about this this game. You're talking about a couple of injuries. The the, the tight end for the Bengals, that injury is key to me. Yeah, no doubt. I think he's he relieves a lot of pressure because he does a lot of things on the inside of on the, in the middle of the field for the Bengals. And in fact, that's where he got hurt. Trying to catch them all in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. On the yeah. So is he going to give it a go? He's going to try to give it a go. I, I still question it, to be honest. Yeah. And and again, that's a big blow to them because you know because of the protection that they need because the offensive line's so bad. You know they need yeah. two three tight ends, and he's the tight end that uh, is, is the starter, but he's also one that can catch four to six passes a game. And so you take yeah. him out. I mean, you know, look what look what they've done during the playoffs. You know, they've used two, three tight ends just for extra protection for the quarterback. Still gave up nine sacks to the Tennessee Titans. And then, uh, you know, here's, uh, you know, the, their struggles as far as what they do. And so uh, now, uh, in fact, you, you look at Tyler Boyd, who's one of the best uh, slot receivers in the league, caught 67 passes last year. Uh, he only has... 10 catches in the playoffs, only 10, you know, because all the passes yeah. are going to, uh, you know, uh, Chase and, you know, going to, uh, you know, Tyler T. Higgins. Yeah. Oh, oh you, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a, um, because of, I think the way that they're structured right now, mm-hmm. you, you know, Mr. Clayton, it's just like, a, it's just almost like a basketball game. When it comes down to the brass takes, you go to your, you go to the guys that you know that you're ready to count on right now. Right. Jamar Chase, believe it or not, you look at Jamar Chase as a rookie mm-hmm. out there. I mean, he's a nightmare for any quarterback. You know, I, you know, people. I was, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine. He thinks Jalen Ramsey is going to shut him down. I don't see that with that guy. That guy is a trouble. He's a yeah. he gives a quarterback a lot of problems. You look at the Kansas City game when without the tight end in there in that late second half. Him and Joe Burrow was just putting it on him. Right. They just lived with him. You could double team him. You could do whatever you wanted to him. They were still getting that ball to him. So, if you look at the Rams, the Rams is going to start with that pass rush. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati's problem, like you said earlier, is their offensive line. Can it hold up on the interior with Aaron Donald in there? That's the key to the trick. That's going to be tough. Yeah, because yeah, be you also look at it as that, uh, you know, they're not full staffed on the offensive line. Riley Reef has been out since week 14. He's their left tackle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's not going to be able to play uh, because he's still on injured reserve. And they had to take uh, Jonah, jo- jo- Jonah Johnson and move him to left tackle. And he's given up seven sacks this year. So, and then the, I don't even know the name of the right tackle. He's kind of a nobody. Uh-huh. 
So it's like, uh, you know, so their two tackle situations is not good. No, and then, then you look at who's on the outside as far as the Rams pass rush on the outside. You got Von Miller and you got Floyd on the outside. Right. Those guys seem to create some havoc. That, mm-hmm. that, I think that's where the Bengals is. If anything, they have to do tomorrow. They got to match protect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they got to match protect. They got to, you know, either, either Nixon, Joe Nixon, or Samaji P. Ryan. They have to go in there and max protect. They're going to have to chip, bump, do whatever they got to do to keep them pass rushes off of Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be a long day if they can't do it. Well, they also got to run. They also got to run the ball because I mean, you go back to the yeah. Tennessee game. They only had 18 running plays, and so uh, he ends up getting sacked nine times. And so yeah. then they ran the ball 28 times in the uh, AFC Championship game, and uh, you know at least even though he was pressured 16 times, Burrow was only sacked once. And so. Yeah. Uh, you can see that uh, they've got to do some, uh, you know, because one thing is with Joe Burrow, he gets rid of the ball in uh, 2.68 seconds, which is really good. Oh, very good. Very good. Now, you look at the Kansas City game. Mm-hmm. Now, he was only sacked once, but boy, he had some close calls. For oh, God, yeah. Well, 16 back. pressures. There you go. He had some close calls. He got it. He, he uses his athleticism to get out of those bombs. Mm-hmm. and get away from him. And he uses his feet to get a couple of first downs. Right. And the thing is, with Aaron Donald and those boys, he can do that. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell, tell you another thing, though, Mr. Clay, that they don't get much athletes for. On the, on the defensive side of the ball, Cincinnati is not there too bad. Mm-hmm. They've held their own. You look at that game with the Kansas City Chiefs. What Kansas City scored in that second half. Yeah, they hardly did anything. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 took out Patrick. They took out they took out Travis Kelsey and they took out the Cheetah. They got him off off of the kilter, and Patrick Mahomes couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know now this is a different animal. Now the tight end being out for the Rams is a problem too. Also, no doubt. Yes, I can roll coverage to Cooper Cup and roll, and double team and live what I got to live with. Odell Beckham beats me. Oh well. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they're, the uh, the Bengals are a cover one, cover three team. And so yep. I don't think they're going to go cover one because, again, if you go man, I mean, Cooper Cup's going to kill you. So you oh, go cover you three go. so you can at least have an extra guy over there uh, as a double teamer on uh, on Cooper Cup. You've got to go cover three on him. You can't go man man coverage on Cooper no, Cup. No, no. You will alive. And Odell Beckham is starting to feel a little bit of, a little bit of his, his loins again. You know, he's starting mm-hmm. to play a little better. So you you can't go man on them. No, you've got to you got to roll some coverages. You got to sometimes you got to almost play zone and make them drop back and see what they do if they drop in that zone just to show them some different looks to get Matthew Stafford off his kilter. Right, now, exactly. What, what was paramount too, Mister Clayton, stopping the run. Keep, mm-hmm. keep the Rams. If the Rams gives you, if you can make the Rams get off the field in a matter of a couple of three and outs. You might have an opportunity to get after their defense. But like right. you said, was Paramount is running that ball with Joe Nixon and, and, and Simone J.P. Rock. Mm-hmm. If got a, don't let Joe Burrow get hurt out there. No. Aaron Donald is not a joke. Ah, uh, no. No, but no. Nobody, nobody can block him. <laughs> well, you, 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 ever, I mean, you know, I've seen Z-Lyman like that. I've seen Reggie White. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen John Randall on the interior. 
I've seen guys back in the day like that. This guy is just different. He's just un- he's unbelievable how good he is. Oh God! I mean, and he's a Pittsburgh guy too. I yeah, went to Pitt. He went to Pitt. Went to Pitt. I mean, that is just pretty remarkable. But the, the remaining hires in the NFL, the Houston Texans hiring Lovey Smith. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it it was the weird again. It just shows. I think I'm happy for Lovey. I think he was a better choice than Josh McCown, but the way they handled it was just ridiculous. As you know, as, as of Saturday last week, he wasn't in the running. He wasn't even considered. And, and so all of a sudden, you know, they do, they say no to the Philadelphia defensive coordinator. They say no to Josh McCown, and then they hire him. It's like that's ridiculous. I mean, hey, if you, know you if you wanted him, I mean, couldn't you put him in the mix earlier? You know what? I'm gonna tell you something. I'm happy for Lovey. I am too. But I don't think he's. The, I don't think he's the best hire for that team. I don't think. I, I think. I think the Flores kid would have been better. Oh, they should have kept him. Flores. Flores, Flores isn't guy. getting a job. Oh no, he's not gonna get a job. No, he's but not gonna get a job. He would have been better. You know, or just coaching talent alone. Yeah, yeah. Just coaching. He would have been better. He no was doubt. The coach they had last year when they raided the team. People thought they never won a game. He won four games with that with that with, mm-hmm. that, uh, with that staff. Yeah, with that team that he put in front of him. I thought he would have been better just to keep him or try to try to build around him and see what he could have done. Agreed. He played with a lot of emotion. Yeah, I, I think Lovey was just a desperate move. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. What do you think about the Saints hiring Dennis Allen? I mean, you, it was inevitable. I mean, because they yeah, can, yeah, because they had, they had seventeen seventeen coaches on staff, and now Dennis Allen can just you know pick and choose who he wants to keep and who he wants to get rid of. I know they're you know interviewing offensive line, offensive coordinators, and stuff like that, which is kind of surprising me because I thought that you know Pete Carmichael would be the play caller, but now it doesn't yeah. look like it's going to be the case. So I don't know what's going on there. And then you look at the uh, you know the other changes that uh, they might make, but overall and they have to find obviously a defensive coordinator. So, but uh, no, I think that uh, it was inevitable that he was going to get the job. They just had to interview other people. Yeah, you know, hundred with a hundred with nine coaches, you have about a hundred and thirty uh, positions you have to fill yeah. with all the coaching with staff and everything. Mm-hmm. It was probably best that they kept everything together. Exactly. Yeah. No doubt. Hey, JB, got to run. Mr. Clayton, enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk next Saturday. All right, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Michael Bumpus joining us at 1030. Let's go to Raider Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, good morning, John. How morning. are you? Good. How are you? I'm um, doing great. Doing great, John. Hey, congratulations to the uh, the Hall of Fame class of 2022. Yeah. Did you like it? All those folks. I, I, indeed. I mean, you know, of course, I want to highlight the Cliff Branch inclusion there. I mean, he made it finally into the Hall of Fame. I mean, albeit posthumously. I mean, he won three Super Bowl rings for the Oakland and L.A. Raiders and. You and I over the years have talked about all the great yeah. stats of Cliff Branch and especially his 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 productivity in the playoffs, really remarkable, all those stats that he was able to accumulate. But some of the more human things I think that are kind of ignored is that, um, you know, his agent uh, was Mark Davis, none other than Mark Davis and his best friend. Mm-hmm. 
And so there's that, there's that. And then, you know, maybe four years ago now, maybe five, you know, they had those huge fires down in Sonoma. And back in the day, um, the Raiders had their training camp uh, facilities in, in, in Santa Rosa. And Cliff Branch had a house out there. And, and unfortunately, the house burnt down. And the thing that he was able to get away with, he got his wallet, he got his keys to his car, and he got his three Super Bowl rings, and that's all he had left. Wow. And I know, I know. And, you know, I never really talked much about that, but that's a, that's a sad story. But he just kept, he just kept going on. And, you know, just what he was, just seemed like such a great guy. Every time he gave an interview, every time he talked to the public and the fans, he was just so, so nice and so forthcoming. And I'm glad to see he finally got in. Yeah, no doubt. So it's like, and remember, he made it as a senior. He wasn't in yeah. the, uh, you know, the regular right. class. I mean, he made it as a senior, which, of course, uh, you know, when, when you get to that level and the senior committee votes you and says, OK, you're our candidate. It's rare, rare that we, we said no. And so it's like it was inevitable that once he got his name to the room, he was going to get in. Right. I mean, we can argue about the stats and how he compares to Lynn Swan, but I'm not going to go there with you, John. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so um, what would, are there any? I mean, I think it's surprising also the Hall of Fame class, no quarterbacks, which is interesting. How well, long has well, it been what, since? What, what quarterbacks would qualify this year? Well, that's it. I just no. I just kind of looked at the list. I go, oh, no quarterbacks. There that's were none. There were none that even made the top 25. Oh, I see. Okay, none. Okay. And, uh, and so I, I it's knew, like, uh, uh, yeah, so in other words, it's like, uh, I mean, you can talk about uh, the quarterbacks, but this wasn't a year where a quarterback was going to go into the Hall of Fame. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I just thought it was, maybe it was just me looking at it going, okay, what's the quarterbacks? But, uh, okay, and then... And by I, the way, the, knew, the two the two disappointments I saw was the fact that uh, uh, a receiver didn't get in, right. and, it, uh, you know, either you know, Demarcus Ware or Jared Allen didn't get in. And again, I'm not questioning the five that we we picked. That's who we picked, and that's who's going in. But then you look at the receivers. I mean, you you had uh, you know Reggie Wayne, who's gained over fourteen thousand yards. You have Andre Johnson as a first ballot. Uh, you know he he had over fourteen thousand yards. You have Torrey Holt. I mean he's he was a great receiver for the Rams, and sure. uh, nobody made it into uh, uh, the final five. Those those three are remarkable athletes, yeah. and they, they were they were very they're amazing. Um, I knew that Seymour was in the mix, but yeah. I was actually surprised to see that he made it. Uh, were you surprised, John? No, not at all. I mean, they've been put. It's been being pushed for the last four or five years. Okay, because so, I mean, he finished up his career with the Raiders, and right. he was oh my god, he was a force of nature. That guy. Yeah, he was. So, uh, so yeah, okay. Well, so John, who do you see for tomorrow? Who who do you like? I'm not making any pick. I mean, I've been, I've been saying this for three months. It's the most unpredictable season we've ever had, right? Okay, John. And, and, and so it's like I'm not changing. I mean, the, I mean, you, you, know, you, you go to the divisional round, you see that it confirmed my my reality. You know, with all the upsets. I mean, you saw last week uh, with Cincinnati winning. I mean, yeah. did you anticipate Cincinnati and the Rams being in the Super Bowl? No, not not the Rams. Yeah. I, I, I thought that, that Cincinnati could could do a number on everyone and they have and i'm glad to see that they're in and i I like that joe burrow and i like that team and they look they beat us twice so i've got to root for the the bengals because they're they also are a force of nature and that kid joe burrow man he's tough he's Mm -hmm. been sacked so many times and yet he just keeps he keeps uh, getting up and throwing up that ball all over the field it's it's really marvelous to see 
and uh, I think that they're going to give the Rams all they can handle, John. Oh yeah, I would agree. I'm saying I, mm-hmm. it should be a great game. I don't, I don't see I any reason so. why it wouldn't. And I think I think it's they're going to be the hottest game uh, that's uh, for temperature mm-hmm. to play in, and, and, and it's going to set a record. And that's going to be interesting to still witness that. Well, again, it, I think it may it may be a degree off because they're talking about 83, 84, and back okay. in 73 in Los Angeles, it was 84. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's not like it's going to blow away any record, but again, it is going to be really hot. And that that probably plays against the Bengals. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I think you're probably right about that. I think that the L.A. team is probably a little more acclimated to that kind mm-hmm. of weather, that kind of playing condition and whatnot. And, of course, they get to play in their home field, which I think that, Everybody's been pushing for, and I suppose that's another reason why I'm looking for the yeah, yeah. Going, rooting for the Bengals. Uh, one more thing, John, about the Washington Commanders. There's new allegations being uh, put forth by some people that were different, uh, but somewhat similar to the the, the allegations made yeah. from a previous investigation. I mean, where do we stand on that? I know Goodell came out and said, "No, we're going to do our own investigation mm-hmm. with a third party," but um, um, that's uh, not good, John. I'm not optimistic anything's going to happen. Uh-huh. It, just, it, it just seems like they're, you know, they seem to be all combined and, you know, not getting anything done. And uh, Dan Snyder saying owners protect owners and, you know, Roger Goodell protects the owners because he makes $63.9 million a year. Well, okay. But uh, and now, and I want to hear from you, John, before anyone else. Yeah. There is a distinguishing factor. There was the Jerry Richardson thing with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And how is that different? Well, the dif- the difference is is that uh, they they you know, they encouraged him to uh, sell the t- to sell the team. It wasn't uh-huh. like they forced him to sell the team. They encouraged him to sell the team, and you know uh-huh. because he was so old and all that stuff, he decided to do it. Uh-huh. That's the difference. Hey, I, I got to run. Okay, John, take care. All right, thank you. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Mike. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Good. How are you and Pat? Good, good. Good. I'm glad that you're feeling better, John. Uh-huh. So uh, after tomorrow, maybe you can get a little rest, huh? Uh, Probably not, but I hope. I need it. Yeah. No, I need it. Yeah. Hey, John, I got something to tell you. I really think this game tomorrow, Yeah. I think it's going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's going to be between three and four points swing mm-hmm. over whoever wins, and I think it's going to be a good game. I agree. Because you got some a lot of good players on both sides of the ball. Uh-huh. But uh, I reckon you're going to stay home and watch it on the tube, huh? I'd say I have no other choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is, which, I mean, you know, it, it's funny because I was on a Buffalo radio station like I am every week, and they asked me, it's like, you're going to watch the pregame show? I says, no, I'll turn the game on at 3.30. It's like, why yeah. aren't you going to watch the pregame show? It's like I have no desire to watch the pregame show. And it's like, you know, you think about this. I've been to 45 Super Bowls, and I've only missed three last year, this year, and 1983. And so I'm in the press box, you know, uh, before the game. I don't I don't see the pregame show. Yeah. I have no desire to watch it. Yeah. I don't uh, care much for the pregame show either. Usually when I watch the game, my wife likes to watch the commercials. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the commercials so. are going to be good. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind that. Halftime's going to be great. Yeah, a lot of good music there. Hey, John, uh, I've been looking and looking. Uh, has the Steelers done anything, like any movement? I mean, uh, you know, they, they promoted Terrell Austin as defensive coordinator. They're interviewing uh, GM candidates, but I still think they'll stay with Omar Khan. 
But other than that, no. They have, I mean, yeah. what what can you do? Yeah. Hey, John, I know you had a vote for the most valuable. If you don't mind, who yeah. did you vote for? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. That's wise choice. Yeah, I mean, again, he, he was uh, he had thirty nine, and uh, you know, Tom Brady had ten. Cooper Cup had one. Yeah, he'd be stupid to leave Green Bay. He ought to stay put. As long as he's there, they'll win that division every year. Oh, particularly with all the changes that are there. We yeah. have Chicago, Minnesota, no uh, no Detroit. for him to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, grass is not always greener on the other side. No, I mean, you know, they'll go 6-0 and in the, in the division games, and then we'll see how they do in the other games. Yeah. Well, John, I hope you enjoy the game tomorrow. You take care, John. Okay, Mike. Hey, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Bill in Linwood. Hey, Bill. Well, hi, John. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Hey, I have a prediction. Um, I thought about that. I've been reading and I watch. It's so exciting for tomorrow, John, but I predict the Rams are going to win by around, oh, 10 points or two touchdowns. Hmm. And, and here's why. But, but tell me if you agree with this. Um, okay, Nick Saban, Alabama coach, recently had a question asked to him, really interesting. I want to see if you agree. He was asked if his best Alabama team could beat in a head-to-head game um, like the worst NFL team. And his answer was no. He, he, he said, now maybe the skill positions, the college team could make a few good plays. But he said, the down linemen and linebackers in the NFL, all, you know, on both sides of the ball, the linemen and linebackers um, are so far superior in the NFL with their size, strength, um, they've been coached up, and their technique. And so he said they would just get slaughtered by an NFL team because of that. Do you, you agree with that? That I agree, yeah, 100%. Okay, well, that's so that's why I really think that L.A. Rams are, you know, a step ahead in, in with a down line, especially, of course, the, their defensive line. So I predict, uh, you know, a solid win by the Rams. And then I just think it comes down to, John, if there's a clean game with mm-hmm. few turnovers or no turnovers, um, I think the Rams really have an advantage, and Cooper Cup is just almost uncoverable. I watched him closely, and if they try to double team him, then it's going to leave some other holes in, right. in there. So I just think it's going to be be a tough thing. I can um, see so that's that. My yeah. comment on that, but yeah, I'm, I'm not making any predictions. But again, it's right. like, uh, you know, uh, it, but uh, I, I can see your point because again, it's like, uh, you know, the the Bengals' offensive line is horrible, horrible. And they've got to find a way to stop, you know, uh, Aaron Aaron Donald. They got to worry about Von Miller and Leonard Floyd from the outside. You know, H. Robinson, you know, can cause some problems. So you put all that together, and it's like uh, that's where the danger is. And my guess is that uh, you know they'll move Aaron Donald around. Uh, to you know, like, I don't even know the name of the tackle that's going to be playing right tackle. You know, because they don't have Riley Reef. You know, he's on injured reserve. And so it's like, uh, to me, that's going to be brutal. Yes. I want to ask you, John, looking back, was Joe Theismann ever in a Super Bowl? Mm, 
I think he was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's he, was, he was. He was. Yeah, it seems like if you look at the the cool factor, mm-hmm. you know, a cool, stylish player. There, a lot of them are named Joe, Joe right. Namath, Montana, um, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. and maybe Joe Seisman. The only other one that's a, that was a Jim was Jim McMahon. You know, with the dark yeah, glasses yeah, yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of the the cool factor. So I admit that Joe Burrow has got a an intangible ability, and he, you know, he could cause some problems. But I just don't think it's quite his time yet. Well, I tell you what. I mean, you know, one of the things when I was at ESPN, I was always asked to do is to do the quarterback rankings, right? And uh, you know, I always took the caution of a first or second year quarterback and wanted to see more before I, you know, move them up and. And, and and this goes back you know, even to uh, 2008, you know, when you had Joe Flacco and you had Matt Ryan, and I I waited to like the third year before I started moving them up, you know, toward the top ten or above. And uh, you know, I don't know if I, I was just right before I came down uh, down here for the show, uh, I was uh, looking at uh, I was trying to look at some of the quarterback rankings. And how about this? Is that uh, if you look at the NFL.com. They actually have Joe Burrow rated as the third best quarterback. Gee. I mean, that's oh. that's pretty bold. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, what's going to be the fascinating thing about the AFC is the fact that you have so many good young quarterbacks. I mean, put mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield aside, put uh, Miles Davis aside, but you've got nine quarterbacks, 26 years or age or under, set, uh, all first-round picks, Seven of them uh, were drafted in the top ten, and six have already been to the Pro Bowl. That's going to cause monster competition next year because I always look at it as that once you get into the playoffs, it becomes tough because you have to take on a top quarterback in the playoffs. If you're in the AFC, you have to take a tough quarterback every week. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, and just quickly on quarterbacks, there was an article just a couple days ago it ranked the all-time best college quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and there and there was uh, most of the experts are saying that Marcus Mariota from Oregon was probably the all-time best, and then tied for second would be Kellen Moore, mm-hmm. Boise State, and your favorite Tim Tebow. Anyway, so oh, this great, but but yeah, no, in college, I'll, I'll just put it this way: I laugh about that, but in college, uh, yeah, I could I could agree because he was phenomenal in college. Yeah, but but yeah. And you've made the point before that it's different being a great college mm-hmm. quarterback and then translating that to the pros. It's a little different game. <laughs> yes, obviously. Yeah, because, because I mean, you, you saw it with Kellen Moore. You certainly saw it uh, with Tim Tebow, who was the I mean, here, here he was. I thought he was one of the best college players I've seen and the worst quarterback I've ever seen in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, hey, I got, got to run. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Irish Mankey. Irish Mankey, how are you? Hello, Mister Clayton. I am fantastic. And remember, you must guard against fatigue. I well, it won't do you any good to be end up in the hospital. No, no, no. And they won't let you out for a day or two for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So get get a plan, get a sleep plan together for you. Well, I I slept about the. Uh, Seven, eight hours last night, so that was good. That's solid. That's solid. Nine but, hours the night know. before, so. Anyway, but uh, so quickly, quickly, here we go. Uh, 2022, mm-hmm. uh, 2022, 
The Irish recruited, they're ranked number seven. The Irish recruited players from 17 states, Mr. Clayton. Well, now, what happened to Notre Dame? Because, I mean, you always talk about how they're number two, number three. How'd they get down to number seven? Well, because you had uh, LS, not LSU, Texas A&M bought, bought this year's recruiting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, they had like but five. But that's just, that's just one pick. I mean, how, well, how you that... know, you got the players. This is this was a hangover from from the previous coach to uh, Marcus Freeman, right? Mm-hmm. Just just so you know, uh, seventeen states. Four of the players are ranked in the top ten at their position. So mm-hmm. it was a solid solid year for a first year rookie coach to come in and take over the recruiting. But it doesn't meet the Irish Mickey standards. You're right. Next year, though. My goodness. Well, next year's a next year. It's like you can't... 23, Irish are ranked number one in recruiting. Freeman, the coach, is ranked number one as the top recruiter in the country. They've got a second coach who's ranked number six in the recruiters' uh, rankings. They've got two five-round players, two fifth-round players, Two five-star players, mm-hmm. and they have seven four-star players with a total of nine. There, you know, it's all good, Mr. Clayton. Oh, okay. But, but let's move on. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk football, NFL. It, you know, I've listened to everybody going back and forth on all this stuff, and and the thing that seemed to make the most sense to me is for for those those underdogs, mm-hmm. or David, so to speak, to beat Goliath. They've got to put the quarterback under the center. They've got to uh, they've got to establish a run game. Right. They do have solid running backs, don't they, Mr. Clayton? Joe Mix is one of the better running backs in the league. Right. They've got to not fall back uh, into their typical pattern, which is a uh, uh, the pass, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and allow those those ends and to get to the to get to them. Uh, they've got to run the game. I mean, they've got to run the ball. They've got to put the Burrow under center. And then, after they suck up the defense to the line to try and stop the run, he can do his magic with the passing. Mm-hmm. He's big enough. He's big enough, tall enough. He, he doesn't, you know, he, he can take it, the ball under center and still pass effectively with a quick, you know, three-step drop. Maybe a... Not a five. Right. He won't be able to do the five against that uh, Rams uh, monstrous defensive line and linebackers. But if they're forcing them to, because they can double team or even triple team Donaldson mm-hmm. and, and leave leave the uh, rest of the line to go one on one and you know hold the, hold their own if if possible. Makes sense. So, and yeah. I think they'll win. I, I you know uh, we know they've got. We know that they uh, their uh, pass their receivers are outstanding. Mm-hmm. Burrows, mm-hmm. you know, their passing game is solid. I, I, I think San Francisco sort of gave everybody the blueprint uh, on how how to handle the Rams. Didn't they beat them three out of four times this year, or two uh, out of three uh, times? Six six straight times <laughs> before the before the last game. Yeah, and their success was predicated on the run, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, so. I think the same, unless those coaches are crazy, mm-hmm. and it seemed to think they can put put him put the 
burrow back in, you know, deep to throw passes uh, and, and not not attempt to establish the run, then mm-hmm. they'll lose. You're, they will lose for sure. But I think they stand a chance. There you go. A good chance of winning if they can put him under center, mm-hmm. <coughs> control the game right. that way, uh, and keep keep L.A. off the field as much as possible. Because, you know, that quarterback for Los Angeles, he seems to have a knack for screwing things up at the wrong time, wouldn't you say? He went to the Super Bowl. Well, I know they're in the Super Bowl, but, but historically... He's yeah, they had, won 12 games. You know, well, okay. So he's having a special... We'll see. You know, okay. like I said, if 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 he rushes things, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, potential is there for him to uh, uh, just make that errant pass mm-hmm. or play. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Hey, got to run. Hey, Mr. Clayton, go Irish! 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Bob in Bellevue. Hey, Bob. Hey, John, thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling. All right. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm glad that you're feeling much better, you know, from yeah. last week and all that. All right, I got a question for you. What about Chris Carson? Is he... You know, is he going to be making it next year? We don't know. Is he going to be a running back? I mean, you know, it depends on his neck. I mean, they say he will, but, uh, you know, it's still a neck problem that he's had for a long time. Uh, So it's going to be a question mark. So we just have to see how that plays out. See, because when I was was reading about it, and Pete Carroll called it a spot injury to the vertebrae. Mm -hmm. Now, that's wear and tear what it says. Yeah. There's nothing really medically they can do for the vertebrae if it starts to, you know, to crack like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. is that going to be the case for him? Is there, like, no operations they could do, you know, like, to stabilize no. him? Because that's kind of a scary injury. Yeah, you know, no operation, to... no. You just have to try to see if you get treatment and see if it can heal. Now, uh, another question I have, yeah. uh, before I make my Super Bowl prediction, I know you don't like predictions. No, I, 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 I like predictions. It's just I'm not predicting this year because it's been too unpredictable of a season. True, true. Next year you will, though, right? Yeah, next year, yeah. Okay. Um, I was reading about Russell Wilson, and it made my heart kind of jump out. Finally, we get some good news out of, yeah. out of the national media. He says he wants to win three more Super Bowls with Seattle. People. Mm-hmm. Seattle, not Denver or any other state, with us. Right. How can he do that? Because I think he is capable of being a leader on this offense to guide us to a Super Bowl. But I know, as you know, he needs help. Yeah. But, and, I mean, he's already well, taken him to two. So it's like mm-hmm. he, he's got the ability to do it. It's just that, uh, you know, they've got to fix up the offensive line. Now you can see that they made the change on the offensive line coach. They got to get better on defense, and uh, you know they've got an easy schedule, so that's going to help them out. So uh, I mean, outside the AFC, uh, NFC West, so it's like uh, yeah, they're totally capable of doing that. And again, next I year, agree. and then of course, I mean, how can they do three? Got to give them a contract extension. So there you go. And do you think he's going to want the the huge contract? from does that is that how it works you know like usually yeah. the second one will even be a little bit bigger or about the same well this will be the third he's going on the fourth uh, the next one 
I he's making think. thirty. He's making thirty-five million a year. Do you think he's going to want forty next? You know, the on his next contract. No, I think no. he'll want forty-five, fifty. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay, because... Uh, hey, I, I t- I, I'll tell you the rationale on that is that, uh, uh-huh. you know, Patrick Mahomes signed a 10-year deal, which really was like a, a little less than $40 million a year. But basically, the way it was structured, it was $40 million for the first five and then $50 million for the next five. And so, uh, you know, somewhere in between there is what uh, Russell Wilson can do. You know, and again, the fact that uh, his contract's up after 2023, you know, that's, uh, you know, it might be able to come in a little bit less, but, uh, you know, it's going to be above 45. Do you think we're going to keep Bobby Wagner? I hope they do. I hope they do. All right, my prediction is this for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Listening to you guys, especially you, sir, you know, because you are the professor, and I'll go with what you say a lot. Cincinnati has a terrible offensive line. Donaldson has been hungry for a Super Bowl victory. Mm-hmm. I'm predicting he's going to actually knock out Joe Burrow from the game because he's going to get hit so many times, and they're going to have to bring in their second-string QB. L.A. wins it 25-7. to seven. Wow. That's a big win. That's a... Because look at their defense. Yeah. I mean, how do you stop that? Really, truthfully, the Seahawks did a decent job the last time we uh-huh. played them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is no way they can stop Von Miller, Donaldson, and the other guy on the. And it's just like, how do you stop that? And then mm-hmm. the receivers, you got your, you know, the LA's cornerbacks are really good. Right. And I'm like, wow. You know, there's really, I don't see Cincinnati, you know, Joe Burrow's good and all that, but man, he takes way too many hits. Well, I mean, it's not that he I takes think, way too many hits. He gets too many hits because, again, he uh, they got a bad offensive line in front of him. I, I'm calling it 25 to seven, and I think that seven is going to be a sympathy touchdown, so yeah. it's not a blowout. Okay. <laughs> hey, thank you for taking my call. All right, thanks, thanks, Bob. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. John Clayton Show seven ten ESPN Seattle.